fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is that time again, and we are ready to rock and roll for a whole new day, the pre-Friday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm excited, pumped up, ready to go, and I have to admit I'm really having a hard time believing that it is Thursday today. There is so much to do. It is goes by so fast, and you just don't have enough time in the day. So let's make it happen. Welcome into the program, your pre-Friday celebration broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. However, you watch or listen to the show. We love you and appreciate you very much. Coming up on the show today, we have Leah Hoops. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. She is the co-author of the book, um, The Parallel Election. But you can find ParallelElection.com talking about voter fraud, how do we prevent it, what is it, and has it shifted or changed election outcomes, and how do we make sure that that does not happen moving forward. We have a big midterm election, obviously, in November, and we want to make sure that things are running muy bueno. Very clean, very secure. So we'll talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour with Leah here on the program. We have a lot to get to. The CDC has come out with some new guidelines and a new warning. Did you hear that there's new things spreading around that you need to be aware of? (laughs) Now, when I say it's spreading around, we'll talk about what that actually means. But first, yesterday on the program, we we talked about politicians really just keeping it real. Just be true to yourself. And we showed the stats of the things that people say publicly versus the way they believe privately in some of the latest polls and why we distrust a lot of the political system and the two-party system really in general. And it really comes to light when there's a major difference, anywhere between a 10 to 15 to 20 point difference in what they say publicly to rile up a base and get certain crowds excited to go and vote and get riled up about election seasons and then what they actually feel behind the scenes. Where, for example, you know, like a racism in public schools, where near 50, 60 percent of them believe that that's a major issue. They campaign on it. It's a big campaign talking point to get everybody riled up about it. But behind the scenes, only roughly 40 percent of them actually believe it's a true issue that needs to be concerned about. So there is a difference there. There's really that really shows that they don't really care about the things that they're talking about, but they say them just to get you riled up as a voter base, which is concerning to me because we want you to say what you mean and mean what you say. And if you're going to say you're going to do something because it's a concern, then by golly, do it. And if it is a concern for you and if you believe it is a concern that we need to be aware of or address, then let's address it instead of just saying it to get us riled up to go and vote and then forget all about it. Well, I got to give some mad props and respect to not an elected official here in the United States, but I don't know anything about her. But I give her major props for not caring about what people say. There's the prime minister in Finland. Santa, is her name Santa? Santa Marin? Uh, Santa Marin. I'm going to go ahead and pronounce it that way. She's Finnish. There's a video that was leaked of her having a grand old time partying. She was at a club. She was dancing with their friends, hung it up on people, having a grand old time. Well, the media lost their minds over her doing this. Now, she's 36 years old. Apparently, she's the youngest prime minister out of Finland. And 
I got to give her mad props because she's young. She don't care. And she was having a grand old time. She seemed like a real person. She wasn't at like some high elite backwoods, like underground, you know, club or underground society where they were all masked and they were having like some weird, you know, elitist type of party. She was at a club having a good time dancing around and just enjoying life. She said everything she did was legal. She didn't do drugs. She said, quote, I danced. I have danced, sung, celebrated and done legal things. That's it. I trusted that the I trusted that since the videos are private and published on a pub, private event, that they would not be published. But I feel bad, or it feels bad that they have been published. As she goes on to say, but she has no regrets. She had a good time. So what? I think she's allowed to do that. To me, it shows the humanization of an elected official, where sometimes they set these standards to where they are so outside of the realm. Individuals, for example, listen to talk radio hosts or podcasts because you get a little bit of the personality. You feel like you know them personally. They tell personal stories. They tell family stories. They tell life stories. They talk about what their day was. If they're in a bad mood, you know it because we get a little cranky on the radio and go off on things. If we're in a good mood, sometimes we're sarcastic or we tell jokes or little puns. You can tell just by knowing the individual and you feel like you know them. I kind of want that with politicians as well because I want to know what their likes and dislikes are. I want to know what their thoughts are on issues. I want to know what's really important to them and why they're in office fighting for the things that they fight for. I also want to see passion. I want to see them excited about issues or angry about issues. I don't want them in the typical character shell where they just go up to a podium, say some things, and then walk off. I want us, honestly, to get back to the point where like what they do in China sometimes. I think it's China. We've seen some of the videos where they just have an all-out brawl in their congressional floor. I've seen the videos of like a Chinese guy just like railing on another dude with a phone. And I laugh because I'm glad that they have passion. I like civility as well, so maybe it doesn't need to get blown up to that, exaggerated to that level. But I also like the passion because that means that they actually give a crap about what they're saying. This individual, this uh, this prime minister, Sana Marin, the, the youngest prime minister, with this video leaked of her just dancing around having a good time. There's nothing weird about it. There's nothing crazy about it. She was just having fun with family and friends. Why is that such an issue? I don't understand why people lose their minds when politicians actually show a human side to them. That's why I think the mainstream media and Democrats despised Donald Trump because there was no Donald Trump in private and Donald Trump the president. It was just one and the same. He was that guy. He was the guy that would talk to the lonely worker, the the janitor in the middle of the night, that would chat with him the same way that he would talk with a head of state from another nation. And that's what people loved about him, and that's what other people absolutely hated about him because they wanted that professional, we-need-the-suit-and-tie character that just goes in, is just the robot that does the same thing over and over and goes about their job. We don't want the human coming out. And I think that's what a lot of people quite didn't understand from Donald Trump. And so God bless this gal from Finland. I think that's awesome. And China, keep it up with your very emotional congressional hearings because I want to see some more phones being thrown. The last thing I saw thrown was what, during the Bush administration when that uh, reporter from across the, was it the Middle East, I believe, in Europe somewhere, someone threw a shoe at him. And I got to admit, George Bush had some good reaction time on that when it was able to dodge the shoe at that level as well. So there it is. Politicians, be true to yourself, be real, and be real with us. I would love to see a politician jump into a mosh pit with me at a rock show and be like, dude, we're going to lower taxes. Woohoo! Yeah, rock home. <laughs> Not going to happen, but a guy can dream, right? 
There we go. Let's get into what's, what's trending. What's trending today? All right, so we got a lot to get to today. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that, but be real. Be real. Across the board, because that's what's going to win people over is being having that personal connection. And that's happened with both media, with radio, with TV, along with uh, politicians and elected officials. Just be real and be who you are. And people will either like you or they won't like you. I, As you can see, I have talking points here, like notes that I've scribbled down for an entire hour program, but I don't even use them half the time. I really don't, because you just get what you get on this program, whether you like it or not. So, the latest right now, economically, are we falling into a recession? We've officially passed the Inflation Reduction Act that is set to lower inflation, but is it? Not really. Not really. We're not really going to see a whole lot of reduction on the inflation. Although they say inflation's going down, it went down from 9.2 to 8.6. Ladies and gentlemen, we're winning now, right? By the way, that's my sarcasm because, great, it went down a half a percent. We must be on the uptrend now as uh, we're doing better in the economy. That's not the case. In fact, now we see that home sales have fallen so bad that now we're in a housing market recession because now we can't buy any homes. And it's only going to get worse because the raw materials are crazy expensive, so we can't build new homes. People don't want to go out and buy stuff because the interest rates now are so high that we can't buy a home. We don't want to renovate our home. We don't want to expand our home. First-time home buyers, good luck because there's so many individuals trying to get homes that it's just not going to happen. So we're stagnant now. We're in a catch-22. We are in a, between a rock and a hard place when it comes to home sales and the housing market in general. First-time home buyers are not going to qualify, especially those that are coming out of college, maybe have a whole lot of college student loan debt. They're not going to qualify because, well, they have a lot of student loan debt. Then we have interest rates that are so high now that why would you even get a loan at that time and at that rate? And now with the price of the raw materials. We can't build homes to expand the market to lower the prices and kind of balance things out either. We are in a really bad situation in the housing market's only one aspect. We're going to see things starting to move down across the board. Uh, right now, it's just trying to keep jobs on the table. I know the Biden administration's trying to tell us that the, the jobless claims are doing well, that jobs are continuously growing, that they put record amount on there. First off, we know that's a lie. They did not create six to eight million jobs. They just let people go back to work after the COVID-19 pandemic. In which case we say, thank you. We appreciate that. But you didn't actually create anything. We're just now getting back to the point to where we would have been if we didn't have a COVID-19 pandemic and we just would have continued the uh, normal trends of the market. We're back to that level now. There's nothing above and beyond that. It's not some blown out of proportion. Oh my gosh, it's so much bigger and better. We're back to the point to where we would have been as if nothing ever happened on the jobless claims. And that's not even technically true. They're seeing jobless ex or jobs expand in certain industries while other industries are still dying, so to speak. If you own a small business, a mom and pop shop, if you own a restaurant, if you own a bar or nightclub, if you own a dollar store, for example, or a fast food joint, if you're a franchise owner there, you know the struggles. Everywhere I go right now, I still see help wanted ads for any grocery store, for any restaurant, for any bar or nightclub, for any fast food joint. All of them are still desperate to try and bring on workers because people are not working at those jobs right now according to cnbc jobless claims totaled uh, for the last week 250,000, ending for the week of august 13th that is down from the 2000 from the previous week and below the expectations from the dow jones at 260,000. 
So, okay, jobless claims totaled a little bit lower than what they expected. That's good news. Okay. Continuing claims, however, increased by 7,000, totaling 1.437 million across the nation. So the new jobless claims were slightly less. The total was about 7,000 more and still sitting at 1.5 million across the nation. Tell me how that's good news. Tell me where the economies come back from that. We're still dying and still struggling. Businesses are altering their uh, their hours or even closing on days because they don't have the help and the work that they need. I love my, uh, I told you, I love my Mexican food. And there's a couple burrito shops in town that I absolutely love. I try to go to them in the morning, late at night, if I'm driving somewhere. They're closed because they used to be open 24 hours a day. They can't get the help, so they're only open a couple hours a day now. Just one example of how many are struggling. While the Biden administration tells us, while the uh, Federal Reserve, while good old Yellen, Secretary Yellen from the Treasury, tries to tell us that we're doing well, how long they can they keep up the charade and lie to us without us catching on and realizing, well, they're telling us things are good, but I can't go to the restaurant that I want to because their hours are altered because they don't have enough helpers. Well, they try to say the record amount of people actually have jobs, record job growth in this nation. Tell that to the small mom and pop shop in this nation that still can't hire on part-time work and part-time helpers to open up the seasonal holiday Halloween store or the season seasonal Christmas store in your town. Tell me, at what point do people say, oh, you know what, you guys are full of crap because that's just not true. I think people are catching on and that's why the latest polls show less and less people are identifying as liberal progressive Democrats. And I think that's good news. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. However you watch, listen to the show. We love you to death and appreciate you very, very much for listening to us. Speaking of government spending, the economy, how things are going, as we mentioned just a couple of days ago, for the first 10 months of our budget cycle, we have brought in more money than ever before in this nation, and we still spent well above those means with government spending. While the now Democrats are all giddy and excited about this Inflation Reduction Act, part of it, as you know, is to expand the IRS, because while they spend more money and we bring in more money, they say we need to bring in more, more money, because they think that nearly 50% of the economy is still being untaxed and unregulated. So by golly, let's catch up the backlogs, let's audit everybody, and let's make sure that we close those loopholes, meaning that if you try and pay your gardener by cash that that's not being taxed and how dare you do so because they're missing out on their fair share that's what it really comes down to it's not paying your fair share it is their fair share that they believe that they own you remember all the way back in the day when we first started this system when we had our independence we started the articles of confederation before the constitution it was the articles of confederation and we had to pay minimal taxes it was pretty much limited government states pretty much still ran everything and it didn't quite work because they're like you know what we don't have enough centralized power for us to function here we're about ready to collapse so that's when we came back we had our constitutional convention we wrote the constitution and we rid ourselves of the articles of confederation and actually came out with the u.s constitution and it just beefed up the federal government a little bit more but specifically in this document it said that we were to collect taxes for the purpose of very specific programs, meaning that we had a certain tax rate, and then whatever the government got in is what they were able to do with it. And that's changed drastically over the years, obviously, because now we don't say, hey, we got in this much money. Let's figure out some places to place it to do things with it. Oh, no, it's saying we have to do this program. Now we have to find the funding for it. And you can only go so deep into debt with it. So they have to find new and creative ways to tax you. And they always find new new creative ways to tax you as well. Well, Secretary Yellen from the Treasury Department has now said, according to the Associated Press, that we need to modernize the IRS with a six-month plan. Now, we're already starting to, quote-unquote, modernize, if that's what you want to call it. I call it Nazifying in some way, shape, or form. But uh, we're modernizing, apparently, the IRS by the Inflation Reduction Act by hiring near 88,000 new IRS agents, 88, 89, whatever it was, and arming them and training them. There's been video. I don't, now, I, I have not validated it. I don't know if it's true. Do not quote me on it. But I've seen interesting videos of people saying they're from the IRS that are on like military training courses to learn how to use firearms. And that's just insane. Your bookkeeper from the government is going to be armed and going through military training or at least some type of self-defense training by using firearms. And they're going to be the ones coming to your home and auditing you to make sure that you're paying your fair share. At the same time, with this expansion of climate investment, and I use investment with air quotes for our radio listeners, this health care bill that is the Inflation Reduction Act and the expansion of the IRS now they're going to modernize themselves because they're missing out on so much money. I don't know if you've caught on yet or not with the reiteration of this, but they don't care about you. They don't care about the economy. They don't care about what's right. They only care about finding new and creative ways to bring in government revenue. 
And if the IRS is quote unquote modernized, aka militarized, aka Nazified in in a way to control us, then there is no way for us to try and stop it and say, sorry, I don't agree with that tax. We need to end this tax. Oh no, it is going to be a raid of IRS agents coming in. It's going to be the technology and the modernization to say if you try and transfer money on a Venmo or on a PayPal or on a whatever else app that's out there for you to be able to pay your grandkids some some uh, birthday money, they need to make sure that they're part of it to control, to know where your money's going, and to be able to tax it so they can get that chunk of it. It's very frustrating. It's very angering, and it's honestly very scary as well. Leah Hoops, he'll be around, right around the corner talking about voter fraud when we come back here on The Voice, Voice of, Reason. of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, man, the show goes by way too fast. Half hour done, half hour to go here, moving our way through a Thursday today, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Multiple radio stations across the country, TV, streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen, we always love you to death. I'm just... I'm not going to do it yet. I'm not going to do it yet. The CDC's come out with some new guidelines for COVID, and they're investigating a quote-unquote fast-moving E. coli outbreak. Man, I'm telling you. The fast-moving. See, we're already going to get banned on social media for this broadcast anyways here for what we're going to talk about in a minute. Might as well just throw in the medical misinformation too, right? Because (laughs) that's why our YouTube channel always gets blocked left and right. Welcome back into it. Let's jump right into what's trending here. What do you say? What's trending today? We'll get back to some of the economic conversations here in a little bit, as well as we're now in a housing uh, recession with a housing market. We have jobs that are stagnant right now. We still have the small mom and pop shops that are struggling, but it could be time for a change. I think it is time for a change. Democrat policies obviously aren't doing it. The Inflation Reduction Act, is that lowering inflation at all? Maybe? Not really. Let's make sure. Just double-checking. Something may have changed from the beginning of the program. Not quite sure. So how do we change it, and are we able to? Because obviously the big conversation going into another election cycle has been voter security. Do we have voter security? Do we have free and fair elections, or is there still some interesting information out? Now, for those, I'm sure, and many people, I'm sure, have seen the videos from, say, Mike Lindell with his voter fraud issues 
uh, that happened right after the 2020 election. And then, of course, the documentary of the 2000 Mules from Dinesh D'Souza that came out a few months ago as well, talking about voter fraud. Have we cleaned it up? Have we exposed all of it, or is there more things going on? Excited to have on the program. She is the co-author of the book, The Parallel Election, A Blueprint for Deception. Happy to have on the program with us here, Leah Hoops. Leah, how are you, my friend? Leah, are you with me? Yes, I am. There we go. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Always a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate it. So now with... Some of the documentaries that have come out with the two years of investigation on what happened with the election in 2020, the big question is with your new book here, A Blueprint for Deception, is there voter fraud going on and is it something that we need to be concerned about for our 2022 primary elections? Uh, Yes, absolutely. So we started documenting uh, since 2020. Uh, Originally, our book was 800 pages. Um, from start to finish, we had to cut it down, of course, because who wants to read an 800-page book? <laughs> so we we cut it down to 428, um, and there's still more coming. Um, we've continued with our investigations uh, even after the book got published on August 9th. Um, and absolutely, there's election fraud going on, and there's voter fraud going on, and it's been going on for a very, very long time. Interesting. Um, so, so, yes, we, yeah, we do need to be concerned. We need to be concerned. Talk about the process. Before we talk about some of the findings that you had, talk about the process of the research, the investigation. How did you guys come up with the conclusions that you came up with, and what was the process there? Sure. So uh, we had, myself and a few others, had started a watchdog group in my county, and we started investigating our newly uh, elected Delaware County um, uh, Council and the district attorney that was uh, implemented by Soros uh, Money. And what we found was pretty egregious. So we did more investigations, more investigations. And uh, I eventually had recruited a few military uh, men to come in and do some poll watching, one of them being Gregory Stenstrom, who is the co-author. He is a data forensic scientist. He encrypted the uh, Federal Reserve. He's kind of the guy that, that nobody knew about before all of this, which is what fraud examiners and uh, that do investigations, you're not supposed to know about them. So uh, I got into contact with him. He became a poll watcher, um, and he helped with the investigations. And on November 3rd, 2020, inside the counting center, we found that there was a back room that we were not allowed back in. And according to election law, any anywhere that there is canvassing going on, there has to be a poll watcher inside. Mm. So they completely blocked off that back area. Um, so we ended up getting an injunction uh, two days later, which we had to fight even with Republican lawyers with about, um, we basically fought our way through. And then uh, about 42 days later, after we uh, hired some investigators, ex-FBI investigators, um, got a lawyer, uh, we filed a lawsuit, which is now heading up to the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, And then we continued on with the investigations. and uh, we ended up, uh, we found a whistleblower. Um, we collaborated together. And what happened was we filed a right to know request. And what we were trying to find, which we did, was that they would destroy the evidence. And we, we had them caught on camera uh, destroying the election material after they had fabricated it. So um, there's a whole lot. It's all in the book. Um, and what we focus on highly is not so much the machines, but the people that actually did it. Uh, there were 47 missing USB sticks. Um, and you will, if you Google this, you can see in other counties where USB sticks go missing. These are the sticks that come out of the machines that actually have all the votes 
on them, and they're supposed to be brought back to the uh, election bureau. And that when you pop them into the tabulation center, that's where you get your votes from the in-person voting. So what happened was they lost 47 missing USB sticks. Uh, Greg Stenstrom testified to it in Gettysburg. I had testified as well. Um, and basically what happens is is that they screw up the entire, uh, the entire election through the precincts, through the in-person voting, through the mail-in votes. And then what they do is is that they use these USB drives and they just plug in the votes that they need. So they take the USBs out from when people voted, plug in the new ones that have different numbers on it, and then that's what's reported into the electronic machines? That is correct. Wow. It is really not – it's not a hard fraud. Um, a lot of this stuff gets um, – you know, there's there's a whole bunch of things that happened. As we saw in 2000 Mules, obviously, uh, they brought in – the you know, our county brought in $2.1 million of Zuckerbucks and it infiltrated our county. We have uh, 46% of the state's drop boxes. So, you know, that's where the mules come in. That's where the ballot harvesting, you know, happens. And ballot harvesting is nothing new. And if you read in the first chapter in our book, we talk about um, the fact that Delaware County has had a history since the 1870s of election and voter fraud. So this is nothing new, folks. Yeah, this so, is definitely, I mean, uh, I mean, voter fraud especially, I mean, we talk about it. I, I like to reference back in the day the movie of, you know, like Gangs in New York where, oh, you only voted three times today. Oh, come on, you need to vote a couple more times. And, and I mean, it's right. gone on for years, and it's just starting to become more, I think, in the spotlight for us to pay attention to. But the, it seems like it's such an intricate system, it's hard for us to catch it when it actually happens. Well, I think, too, there, there's a lot of rabbit holes that people ended up going down, um, especially with these machines. And, you know, it, it's been proven over and over and over again. The top three CEOs of these machines, ES&S, Dominion, and Heart InterCivic, actually went in front of Congress in January um, of 2020. And they admitted that these machines were, you know, manipulated, uh, could be manipulated and were hackable. So they talk a lot about strict chain of custody, like over and over and over and over again. You know, you want to be able to recreate what happened that day, you know, through a process audit or a forensic audit. Um, So we already know that these machines are hackable. I mean, for goodness sakes, 2008, the Pentagon (laughs) was hacked by a USB stick. I don't know if you guys know that, but I mean, to, to say that these machines are not hackable is, is absolutely, it's, it's gaslighting. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's insulting to the American people. Um, but we don't focus on the machines. We focus on the people. Sure. Um, I think that, um, you know, they, they brought in uh, talking about election fraud during Obama. You know, that was the whole reason why Obama, uh, he made our elections a part of our critical infrastructure. You had Benny Thompson talking about this stuff back in, oh, I think it was 2008 or nine or somewhere around there. Um, and then up until, you know, the 2016 election, they were still talking about election fraud and so on and so forth. Yeah. So th- they were already talking about it. So why is this all of a sudden, you know, people, anyone that questions the election is now deemed a terrorist. I yeah. mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's absurd. It is absurd. It's, it's really absurd. The, the, the problem is, is so many individuals, and myself included, I mean, not having the information. We knew something happened, and we always know, like you said, voter fraud always happens. The big question is, was it enough to change, let's say, the presidential election in 2020? We know that there is voter fraud. Voter rolls aren't always accurate. People die. People move. Things happen. So we know some fraud exists, but was it enough, in your opinion, after your guys' investigation, was it enough to reverse a presidential election in 2020? 
Oh, absolutely. I, I believe that they were so overwhelmed, and, and you saw how Clinton responded to the losing the 2016 election. And I believe that they, you know, they said that this was never going to happen ever again. So you bring in the Zuckerbucks money, you bring in these machines to counties. Where, you know, they selected 32 counties in, in the swing states, specifically targeted them. They put in district attorneys that were bought and paid for that are supposed to investigate the fraud. They have attorney generals that are corrupted that are supposed to investigate the fraud. And then they dump tons of money into specific areas, okay, that, that are corrupted. So when they're saying widespread fraud, I mean, you know, it's like it's more gaslighting. They yeah. targeted specific areas, and we talk about it in the book. I love that. we got to take a hard break here in just a minute. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. I love it. It's Leah Hoops. It's author of the book, co-author of the book, Parallel Elections, A Blueprint for Deception. You can find them online at ParallelElection.com. You can see the book. You can order it. Uh, and real quickly, in about 20 seconds here, you guys have had some censorship issues already. People are already trying to come after you, aren't you? Absolutely. Oh, we've 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 lost a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, already starting to come after you. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. The big question I think many have is how are we looking going into midterm elections for 2022 and what can we do to prevent it with both the drop boxes across the nation along with the electronic voting machines? What's the best way to make sure that these elections are transparent and accurate going into 2022 or are we going to see a rigged election for a while until we get the system cleaned up? We'll do all that and more coming up right around the corner with Leah Hoops, co-author of the book Parallel Election, A Blueprint for Deception. Are you ready for midterm election season, baby? It's coming up hard and heavy, and we got to be prepared for it right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Last few minutes of the show on the home stretch here. Last call. I think we're going to call this segment The Last Call. Finishing things up. Always great to have you along today. Right now we're talking about getting ready for midterm elections. The Parallel Election is the book. ParallelElection.com. Leah Hoops, co-owner or co-author of the book on the line with us here. And Leah, let's talk about, in your opinion, have things gotten better or worse? Since the 2020 election, we've had a few states try and do some type of election reforms in their states. Georgia ended up passing theirs, which caused a lot of controversy. And honestly, their elections really, I'm from Kansas. I'm, I'm in, right in the middle of the country here. And I like the way we do things in Kansas. I'm personal friends with our secretary of state. I think we do well. And Georgia based a lot of their election integrity bills off of what we do here in the state of Kansas. So overall, have we gotten better since 2020 or do we still have a long ways to go here? No, we still have a very long ways to go. Um, There's a few things I wanted to point out. So Johnson County uh, in Kansas, Mm -hmm. you have a a guy out there, his name is Thad Snyder, and he's pointing out a lot of the issues uh, with your voting system out there in Kansas. You may want to reach out to him on the next show, um, but he's doing great work out in uh, Johnson County. Uh, They also had issues uh, with USB sticks as well. So uh, first and foremost, I think it's important to uh, tell people that this book has nothing to do with party. Sure. It has to do with the United States of America and being American citizens. And our republic, not a democracy, our constitutional republic is burning. Okay, so we have to unite under one flag and under one love of our country, first and foremost, and stop making it about party. So that's the first thing that you, that you can start uh, in your own home, you know, with your friends, with your family. So I, I think we start there. Um, the second thing is is that I think we need to really start paying attention more so what's going on in our backyards. So I can't do anything about Joe Biden. I can't do anything about George Soros. But what I can do is I can walk into my county, be a poll watcher, get a certification, and make sure that I stand my ground when someone tries to kick me out of a counting center, which is what we did. I can file a right-to-know request, which is what we do in Pennsylvania. Now, in Kansas, I don't know what your process is, but when you want information from your government, you file properly in, in a legal manner, and you get the information that you're looking for. And then you find a bunch of people that want to do the same things, and you have people over to your home. You know, you have coffee and donuts or whatever it is that you want to do, and you talk about what matters. And it doesn't matter if you're an independent, if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, because one thing that we can agree on is that we want fair, free elections, period. If not, we are just a banana republic, and I think that's something that we can unify on and not make it a a bipartisan issue. Um, So we talk about a lot of this in our book and how to file um, and do certain things. And, and, you know, you're going to have to look in your own state for that that information. so a lot of these things that we talk about is, is what we did, and we gathered people and put boots on the ground. That's what we did. And and now, I mean, my I talk to people all over the country now. Um, I just talked to a gentleman out in Missouri. Um, I have friends down in Florida, Georgia, Nevada, um, you name it, California. I, I mean, it is amazing, amazing the people that have gathered together. Um, in 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 unifying under you know one flag and one love of our country, so I think I think that's of utmost importance. 
Amen to that. Like you said, it should be at least a unifying message for both sides of the aisle politically to say, hey, we want to make sure we have a free and fair election. They claim that Republicans try and stifle the vote by making it difficult to vote, which is just obnoxious and absurd and ridiculous. And then we just want to make sure that there's not shenanigans going on. And you're right. I'm glad that people are fired up about it. I'm glad people are aware about it. And they want to make sure that the election is running smoothly. we got just about a minute left here before we have to wrap it up here. But in your opinion, when people go to vote in November for this year's midterm elections, what is the best way to vote? Is it the electronic machine? Is it voting by paper? Is it doing it mail? I mean, what is the best way to do this right now? Well, we totally need to get rid of our machines, and there is a way to do this. And I know within my county there is a way to do this. We already have this in process, and that's petitioning, getting rid of the contracts uh, between the county and our precincts um, with, you know, whether it's the voting machines or whether it's the drop boxes. You are more powerful at a local level, and you can petition for things. You can fight for things. You need to get involved, become a committee person. There's all sorts of things that you can do as a plan of action, and um, we need to go back to paper ballots, period. I mean, they said that we got the machines to make it easier and faster to count, and it's taking them weeks weeks to count the to, to count i'm like oh good lord just yeah. go back to paper go back to paper make it happen it's leah hoops parallel election a blueprint for deception parallelelection.com go and check it out let's try and figure out how to make a free and fair election leah i appreciate the time very very much my friend we got to get you back on the show again real soon Absolutely. Thank you so much. It definitely will do it. All right. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then, be your own voice reason. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.